We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Zaza Music Festival, the most anticipated summer event, is coming to Baderfield in Atlantic City on July 15th and 16th. Lado, Da Baby, Remy Ma, Freeway, Beanie Siegel, Coyle Ray, Coco Jones, and more. Plus, the world premiere of the new Burner Boy Breakfast Metaverse series with more artists to be announced. Tickets are on sale now at ZazaFestivals.com. Get your tickets before they're gone. Visit ZazaFestivals.com for more info about the VIP experience and the full lineup. ZazaFestivals.com. Hello, hello. Hey, I finally got it. Yes, yes. So evidently Skype is not the way to go. I should have listened to my, uh, yes, ma'am, I can. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for agreeing to uh, talk with me on the podcast. Uh, so hopefully it goes well. So <laughs> absolutely not a problem. Yeah. Well, I guess just to get started, um, thank you again for joining. Um, just maybe tell everybody your name, your rank, you know, just a little bit about yourself. Okay. My name is Stephanie Williamson. I'm a brown belt. I have been doing jiu-jitsu for six years now. I had to actually look at some old Facebook posts because it feels like it's been so much longer than that. Um, I honestly can't imagine like we're doing jiu-jitsu. And actually my children are kind of what got me started. Um, They started when they were five and so as a family we kind of started. And so but yeah, it's been six years and um, it's just part of our daily activities. It's not a question of if we're going, it's when we're going. I love it. I love it. And you've certainly been very active in the competition circuit. You've won worlds four times, gold, pans five times gold, and no silver. Uh, you've 12 times gold at nationals, pan nogi, gold and silver. Uh, world Nogi, three times bronze medalist, and you just racked up four gold medals at American Nationals. Am I right? Yeah, we came home uh, Saturdays from Nationals. So describe that. What was that like? We really had a good time. Um, it's always, so we travel together as a team. And so I know jujitsu is a one-on-one sport, but it's truly like a team sport. Uh, we travel together as a team and kind of support each other. And so uh, we, I actually have a funny story for getting there. It was a little bit of a disaster. Um, I'm also in CRNA school. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of having to balance a lot of things this year um, as far as school and uh, being able to train and uh, finishing out, you know, my year as a brown belt. And so I was in school Monday and Tuesday and then kind of rushing around doing some things on Wednesday and our plan was to fly out Wednesday afternoon and so between like getting the girls where they needed to be before I left town and uh hitting horrible New Orleans traffic I actually ended up missing my flight to fly out to Nashville yeah which happened to me last year to the point where I tried to compete at adult world last year in December and could not get a flight to make it 
serious. I ended up missing it. So when I got to the airport and uh, had missed my flight, I was like, please tell me what I got to do to get there. And uh, so anyway, Spirit actually worked with me. They was a small fee to read book. However, I ended up flying to Chicago, spending the night in the Chicago airport, and then flying into Vegas the next morning and competing that afternoon. Um, so anyway, oh, wow. Yeah, that's I've never had to do that before. Like I've heard stories of people, you know, having to sleep at the airport, but I've mm-hmm. personally been that girl. But I was that girl this time, and it was it yeah. wasn't awful, but it was not the most convenient thing. Um, right. Well, I'm I'm surprised that you were still able to get a flight because they've been canceling flights left and right. So I'm I, happy that you were able to get one. Yeah, I was really worried about it, but it worked out. And so anyway, I yeah. Can, I competed in the Gi on Thursday. Um, because of school, I've actually moved up a weight division this year, so I didn't have to worry about cutting weight. And uh, the- I got you. So luckily, I did that. So when I arrived, I was, you know, on weight, ready to compete. And, uh, Perfect. There was no one in my division for Gi. Um, I, there was someone, and then, like, right after the date, they moved out. And so anyway, so I ended up just doing the Open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, I had two matches in the open, um, both really solid guard players. Um, so I was able to get some passing attempts and some back take attempts and ended up winning on points on the first one and then a submission on the second one. Nice, nice. They were good. And then and then Nogi was Friday, I'm assuming, or was it Saturday? Nogi was Friday for me. Um, okay, okay. And so I, I had the same thing, Nogi, for as far as the girl kind of moving out the last minute. And so I did the open Mm -hmm. and um, it, I have actually been kind of took a step back and I've been really working more of wrestling takedowns. I, my game is a takedown and pass kind of game, but Mm -hmm. um, I have a specific kind of drop uh, Sanagi that I normally do for my takedown, but I've taken a little bit to the wrestling. And uh, so anyway, the Yogi was a chance for me to really work on my wrestling and I really saw a big difference. adding that into my game so I was able to get two takedowns on both of my nogi matches and um able to pass guard and kind of rack up some points between passing and taking the back and things like that so they were good matches oh that's good that's good because you hate it when somebody pulls out because it's like you got ready you were there and then you know that's not how you want to want the day to go but still you went in and you claimed what was yours it sounds like that's great so oh yeah i saw a bunch of posts um on on facebook of everybody just racking up the the precious metals so (laughs) so i know that um i've had the chance to roll with you and our games are totally opposite so when did you find the style that really worked for you was that you know out the gate you realized your uh pressure style was going to be your jam or was it trial and error so for me, I started out in a smaller gym in Wiggins um, where they did a lot of passing and takedowns. Um, and then my professor currently started teaching classes at that gym. And um, it's Eric Raposo. And if you know him, you know he is a guard player. He has an excellent lasso, excellent spider. Um, and I started doing privates early on with him and you would assume that he would have steered me that way, but, um, he was actually instrumental in kind of helping me develop what worked for me based on my body type and, uh, 
just things I was already kind of picking up on as a white belt and just progressing that. Um, so he, and if you've done seminars or kind of anything with him, he has a, a knack for looking at people and just knowing, you know, what they would be good at. I, I don't know if that's like a natural talent coach passing or if he spent so many years resting that he kind of picks up on it. But he both mm-hmm. took, he took me and my husband kind of under his wing as we were white belts. And um, if you've rolled with Keith at all, you know, we have completely different games. He's, he's going to pull, he's going to use those long legs to wrap you up in a high guard. And that's where he's going to work, where I'm going to work for a takedown, work for the pass and progress that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think he did a lot that that takedown that everybody kind of knows I do the drop Sanagi was actually him and it was entertaining. We had several privates where I was like, Eric, I'm not doing this. I don't like it. And he was like, I promise if you will just stick with it, this is gonna work for you. And hey. so, <laughs> <laughs> sure did. <laughs> having a good coach makes such a big difference. Oh, for sure. For sure. And so when you moved and you picked uh, Rapasso to, to train under him, was that something that you were really considering? Like you, did you shop around for, I don't want to say shop around, that makes it sound, uh, did you visit a lot of different uh, jujitsu gyms in the area before landing there or just no, happened to really. luck out? I lucked out with him and he was at, um, he was coming to teach at the gym that I trained at already kind of once a week. And then when mm-hmm. he moved to Louisiana, I just kind of stuck with him. Just, I don't, I have a very different learning style. I think like I really have to like hyper-focus one thing and kind of get really good at that one thing. And it's, mm-hmm. his, his teaching style just works for me. Um, I struggle to learn from a lot of other people and, and I know mm-hmm. it's me. I know it's my learning style, but he, he has a way of kind of breaking it down where where I get it. And it's, it's funny. I've helped him do privates with other people. And I realized during those privates, just how much he has like broken things down for me, just based on like what I need as a student versus, you know, what he, what he has to do for other people. It's kind of funny. I right. had a friend of mine that was doing like, you know, polo privates and all of this. And I'm thinking, Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is not oh, me. About to say those barambolas, I would not put you in that category, but uh, you know, never know. <laughs> oh, not at all. Mm, but it works. But your your knee cut passes, man. Those things they just slice through. They're 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 good. What you do works. So I wouldn't change a thing. But I know you were mentioning uh, CRNA school. Uh, how how's that going? As if you didn't have enough on your plate with jujitsu and being a nurse and now going to school and being a mom. So how does how do you carve out the time for everything? I have had to rebalance um, a lot of things this year. So prior to starting school, I work as a nurse, but um, the job I had was I was at the bedside, but I wasn't required to be there for twelve hours, and so I would either go to early morning class and then go to my work day, or I would you know, go into work early and then leave a little bit early and go to jujitsu. And um, a lot of that planning and stuff had to do with like picking the girls up from school. And my husband's a firefighter. And so he does 24 on 48 off. And so we just kind of would coordinate our week. We, and we still do this. We sit down on Sunday and it's like, okay, we're doing this, you know, this day. And, and we kind of frame it out so that everybody 
everybody gets to do the things that they want to do. But this year has That's been smart. very different um, because of school. And so, um, and my girls are playing softball, and so they have really taken to that um, over jujitsu. I can't, I got to be honest, makes my heart a little bit sad, but I'm super yeah. excited to see them excited, you know, and yeah. hard and all that. So, but I've transitioned mm-hmm. this year to doing a lot of morning classes. I go before I go to class and then that way I can mm-hmm. go ball with them in the evening. Oh, uh, that and makes so, sense. That makes sense. Um, I do not watch any TV. If, if the TV is on, I am probably studying and they're watching it. So it's uh, everybody kind of has the same 24 hours. You just have to really look at your day and, you know, use your time wisely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely, for sure. I know um, the, oops, uh, we call it here the breakfast club at our jiu-jitsu place. You know, we get started about 530 in the morning and very few people want to come. But the ones who do, I mean, their game, I mean, they carved out time because they can't make it to the evening classes because they're either on call in the evenings or they're going off short you know they got to get it in when they can so I guess that's kind of y'all's situation do y'all have morning classes every day or are you able to get that uh the three four times a week in the morning or what what does that look like so usually I go on Monday and Tuesday to morning classes so the days I'm in lecture also and so it actually works really well because by the time I get to school like I'm wide awake ready to go I am feeling great and super focused and it works well for me um Mm -hmm. and then Eric actually comes to the main gym that I train at which is the main Deville he comes there on Wednesday Mm -hmm. so I'll go to like midday class on Wednesdays because I don't have class that day and then Thursday and Fridays are kind of a toss up. A lot of times I go to morning class because the wrestling coach teaches that class and he actually Ooh, teaches nice. it in the key. So it's a great, mm. like, he's helping, yeah, he's helping like transition some of those things that are different from no gi wrestling to gi wrestling. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, he's really helped me a lot. Um, uh, that is, that's something I've noticed even in my division, uh, you know, the, the lanky division, I guess people are doing wrestling now. I think that's just, the, it's kind of like how footlocks yeah. were the thing. Wrestling's the thing. A couple of years yeah. Now in that division, a couple of years ago, everybody was pulling guard immediately. And so I've noticed that a little bit too, even in, honestly, even in my division, the, the smaller girls, I truly expect to pull immediately. And that did not happen this weekend nearly as much as it was so that may be a transition that's happening mm-hmm. maybe an answer to the the quick movements that we saw i don't know i i know the nationals back in 2020 it was really nobody wanted to pull nobody wanted to wrestle and um and i guess that's just an answer to to that i suppose yeah yeah i think so, so. i think it's a little, a little bit of a change Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. always evolving you can never say hey I've learned everything about jujitsu no and that's what makes it so fun I go to classes sometimes and it's things I've never seen and I <laughs> I'm always just amazed oh yeah for sure it's it's literally a uh, human chest or aggressive uh <laughs> murder yoga <laughs> so murder yoga I think is my favorite <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so your kids so they're they're they got you into jujitsu. So what, how do they get you in? Do they just pull you onto the mats to get you in it? Or what was that like? So Samantha was five when she started, which she's my oldest. And um, mm-hmm. 
at actually the hospital I worked at, a friend of mine, her husband taught the classes and um, her son and my daughter were pretty much the same age. They're just a few months apart. And um, we always joke that she was the super rough one. She's kind of, when she was little, was very aggressive. I'm not mean, just very like playful and uh, very aggressive, I guess is the best way mm-hmm. to describe it. But anyway, she had made the comment that I needed to bring her to jujitsu to give her a place to get, you know, all of that energy out. And very um, self-aware. <laughs> it was yes. And I'm like, no, that's a good idea. And honestly, in our town, there was nothing else for them to do at that age. Um, soccer was pretty much it. And so mm-hmm. anyway, she started and just loved it. Um, it did exactly what uh, she said it was gonna do for her. It kind of calmed her down a little bit, gave her a place to be. Uh, rough but also taught her some self-discipline because he was really good up with the little ones even um, once they learned a few things about they now had to transition into helping like the smaller kids and and so he really did a good job not just teaching them jujitsu but also kind of uh, role modeling you know for them on how to be a good training partner even at that little age and so she had started and uh they had a tournament you know, local tournament that we were, we went and watched and she said, mama, I'm never, I do not want to do that, that it's scary. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't want any part of that. So anyway, he, I was teaching fitness classes at that gym at the time as well. And um, one day I had, it was a holiday, maybe I had my class, but regardless, nobody showed up. And so he was like, come on, get on the mat with us. I was like, all right, I guess I could do this. And I loved it. I mean, fell in love immediately. And so I did it in order to kind of motivate her to go to tournaments, you know, for us to be able to compete together and have something to do together. But uh, I definitely loved it way more than than she did. And they compete. They um they did an AGF tournament a couple months ago and I actually did really well, even despite the break that they've kind of had playing softball. Mm-hmm. So about a year after that, my youngest was three turning four. And Eric had started teaching at this time at that gym. And they uh, they love him. They think he is just, he walks on water, can do no wrong. They absolutely adore him. And so he actually pulled her on the mat before her fourth birthday and let her kind of get in and do, because she had been sitting there the whole time, you know, watching her older sister have fun and had been wanting to wanting to train, wanting to get on the mat. So she started chopping at the bed. Yes. And has loved it ever since as well. It kind of did the opposite for her. It was, Mm -hmm. she started training, she turned four and probably a few months after that, I got a text from uh, the daycare. She is small. She's always been kind of small for her age. And uh, anyway, I got this text from the daycare that, uh, quote, those self-defense classes Brianna's taken are working. And I was like, oh my goodness, what has happened? (laughs) When I pulled into the daycare, they pulled me to the side and they're like, look, there's this little boy that has been being really hateful to her on the playground. Um, He's been pushing her and, you know, really just really basically bullying her. Um, And he's a lot bigger than her. And uh, they said today when he pushed her, she was trying to walk away from him and he pushed her forward and they said she spun around and grabbed him by the back of his neck and pulled him down into her guard and um she just held him there and finally he said uh 
asked her if she was going to let him go. And she said, I don't know. Are you going to quit messing with me? And they said he was a changed toy after that. He wasn't messing with oh me. Oh, my gosh. Girl, man. she That's a killer right there. I love it. I love it. I, she got in the car and she was, you know, she said, Mama, I know I'm not supposed to do jujitsu outside of jujitsu, but Parker Ray was just messing with me and I had had enough. I'm like, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. That's why you're going to jujitsu right there. So that you know, absolutely you don't have to deal with stuff like that. So anyway, it, yeah. it calmed my older one down and made her, you know, a little more respectful. And then it kind of brought my youngest one who didn't have quite as much self-confidence that just gave her an insane amount of self-confidence. That is, that is amazing. I love how you had two different reactions. That just kind of goes to show like jujitsu can just, just about fit for anybody, you know? It, I it love really it. Can. We, another thing, Keith was at uh, Samantha's, she's going into middle school this year. And so she had her beta club induction and um, all the kids were super shy, didn't want to get up in front of everybody. Some of them were real tearful, you know, having to just walk out in front of a room full of people and he was like you could just see the difference in the confidence and samantha walked up there got her award smiled went and sat down like i just think it does so much for them oh for sure it sounds like it's amazing i know they say sports are great for kids to get involved because it does build the self-confidence but i don't know maybe this i don't have children yet but from what i've seen and what i've just hearing you um, share your stories, you know, raising your children, it seems like jujitsu just has that little extra special sauce to just bring out some really good positive aspects or shine a light on where, hey, you know, we need to work on this. We need to maybe tone this down so that you can actually listen and be respectful or, hey, you know, you can actually do this. You can do more than you think. I think it really forces that. And I see that too at there's a lot of kids at the gym uh, that we train with, uh, that we train at, and you can tell the difference between the kids that train and the kids that don't, and just how they behave. You know, they take instruction. My, their mine are not perfect. They're definitely me and Jesus talk daily about their progress in life, but, <laughs> but when comparing like the way other kids behave and things like that, you just see such a big difference. Um, and even our coaches at Vita, his kids, you know, they, they're respectful. They listen when they're told to do something. And some of the other kids that kind of hang out there, their parents train, but they don't train. You see just a big difference. So my question would be, because I have seen a lot of parents who don't let their kids train. I'm, I'm wondering maybe why that there's that disconnect there of it's maybe they think they're too young, you think, or is, is there a, a, an age kind of issue I, there, you think, or? I've noticed a lot of gyms are going towards like the three and four-year-old classes, which I think are mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, and I've, I've actually kind of talked to my professor a little bit about it with the ages. And, you know, there's a difference. There's a big gap, I think, sometimes in how kids mature, like, mm-hmm like two, three-year-olds are not on the same place. You know what I mean? Oh, no. So I think, I think you try it and you put them in the tiny tykes or the, I can't even remember what Greg calls his, but the, basically the three and four-year-old class and see how they do. Um, but I think it's better now that they're offering, a lot of these gyms are offering the classes for the younger kids because it gives the professor time to kind of break it down. 
because what a three-year-old can do versus what a five-year-old is ready to do as far as taking instruction is completely different. You know that as a teacher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's two completely different curriculums. So I think Mm -hmm. you'll see it more now that a lot of gyms are offering that. Um, I think some, and I know I hate to pick on boys, but I see it more with boys, I think, that boys sometimes need a little bit, need to be a little older before they start sometimes. Yeah. It depends on the kid. Um, Yeah. But I think with having the little classes that they have now for the younger ones, I think it helps a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. We uh, the youngest we go, I think, is five right now, just because we don't have uh, enough manpower to go lower. But um, but yeah, I've, I've noticed it seems like if you get a girl in at that age, at least they tend to respond better. And that's just from me observing the classes that we have here. Uh, there's, of course, more little boys who want to wrestle around, but the girls have way better technique because yeah. they'll listen. So yeah. I've always but. enjoyed watching Brianna. I joke, I say her guard's way better than mine, but I think it's because she was so little starting and had like mm-hmm. bigger training partners. So she kind of learned how to recompose under a lot of pressure. And For so sure. it's, but yeah, I agree. Sometimes I watch her technique and I'm like, that's what Eric meant by that. <laughs> I don't tell her that, but I'm thinking it. Right. And these are the kids that when they get their, you know, black belts, they're in their early 20s, these phenoms, you know, it's like, dang, I don't want to be in that division, you know. <laughs> they're definitely special. You see that too at black belt, like the difference. You just see a big difference in somebody who started when they were four versus somebody who's an adult black belt, but, you know, got a later start in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. And I mean, and that's another thing too is that you have the the young ones and then you have jujitsu grandma uh on i you know just it it's the whole age span you can do it for the whole of your life or start it late in life i love she's a blue belt so she just picked this hobby up she's like i am tired of being in retirement let's do something uh mildly uh physically demanding i suppose (laughs) and i love that we have an older lady that started at the same time as me and it it's been huge for her also in watching her progress and anybody can do jujitsu. And that's, that's one of the things I really love about it is you don't, you can see successful competitors and they're not built the same. They don't do the same things. They have their like specific game that they're super successful at. And it's, you know, dependent on your body type and your strengths and weaknesses and, and all of that, but it can be tailored for anybody. You know, if you're willing to do the work and explore things, you can be successful. Oh, for sure. For sure. I know I'm reading this book called uh, Relentless and it talks about how, have you read that? I have listened to it and it is fantastic. Oh, it's great. I, I, and it's so much, it's the mentality. Your body can do so many things, but we tell ourselves, oh no, you can't do that. Or, you know, you got to calm um, the inner darkness or the dark side, you know, it said, yes. like, oh, I love it. I love it. It makes me feel like I can do anything, you know, maybe be rel- relentless, but I, I can tell just getting on the mats. Like if you have the mentality of being that cleaner of you were going to do whatever it takes those are the people who win it's you know they may be you know not as strong as you but if they've got that killer mentality they're going to win well and they're doing the work behind it you know a, mm-hmm. a lot of you don't see 
like these super successful black belts that you, you know, watch that you, you know, oh my goodness, they're so amazing. You don't see the hours and hours and hours of drilling that they do and the hours and hours of study and film that they do. You like mm-hmm. see, and then on top of training, on top of, you know, having a physical fitness program also. And, you know, they're not eating at McDonald's five days a week and like they're doing the things and that, that's what sets them apart. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's also that concept of deliberate practice or, yeah. you know, to quote, oh, well, this is the Sarah paraphrase version with uh, Bruce Lee, you know, don't fear the man who knows a thousand techniques, fear the man who knows one technique and has done it a thousand times. Yes. You know, it's just getting that muscle memory. That's when you're realizing, geez, this is a different animal. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a lot of my learning style is, is drilling. Like, for example, that takedown or that knee cut has been drilled at least two million times, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, faces, like you know, uh, my husband's—he <laughs> hates it, but he's very willing to do. He will <laughs> let me do my drop stand on you over and over and over again, and then we like slowly will increase the pressure where maybe he's trying for a single leg and I defend and go. And but it's that book um, is kind of where some of those concepts came from, though. Like the you know when he talks about the the drills that he would put them through and they would have to do, you know, all these certain things to build practice, to build strength, but also confidence in what they're doing. I mean, I, I think some of that, um, we're kind of moving away from that in today's society, which is a little scary. Um, yeah, everybody's, which rest is important. I'm horrible. I hate rest days. I'm trying to work on that myself, but you also have to like, you have to have a little rest, but you also have to push, push, push right. to get to the next level. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of, I don't know. It's when I think about jujitsu and I've talked to some people about it here is, you know, they, especially like my students, cause my students know I do jujitsu kind of a deal. And uh, they have said, Hey, well, what belt are you now? Miss, Miss Willis? I said, I'm still a blue belt. You know, it's well, dang, how long you go? I'd be at a blue, how long you've been doing jujitsu? I said, well, we don't get, you know, a black belt baby until about 10 years in. So, dang, I don't know if I could do that. And it's like, that's kind of the point though. It weeds out people who are looking for that quick, you know, belt factory kind of style of martial art. And, you know, and I see it in, uh, in teaching, they just expect an easy grade or they expect it to be no work to get better. It's like, no, it's going to be some work. You're going to have to read. I'm sorry. It's literature class, you know, but yeah, I have seen that shift that you're talking about, but I don't think all hope is lost. You know, it just, we got to reinstill it, so to speak. Yeah. Well, and I think too, that was another big reason for me doing jujitsu is I think, I think sometimes like parents tend to focus on like providing for their children versus like demonstrating what Mm. they would like their children to do um and so mine did not do it with jujitsu they i they do not love jujitsu like i do but i see Mm. now that they transitioned to softball you know this morning we got up and ran sprints and and they were my older daughter was passing us up no problem where Mm -hmm. if it was you know anything else you know she's getting ready for a softball game this weekend so if it was anything else it would have I would have to drag her out of it um her coach gave her like some drills to do with the baseball bat and so it's the our softball bat it's the same thing though like it's 
literally, you know, those repetitions is what's going to make you successful. And so they've seen me do that with jujitsu because we, we have that. So if I couldn't make it to the gym, we would pull them out in the living room and, and keep an eye with drill. But now they're doing that. They've transitioned those same habits over to a different sport where they're out on the carport doing their bat swings that they were told to do so that whenever they get to the game on Saturday and they're nervous, and they see that strike coming, they can hit the ball the right way because they've drilled it the whole week before. Yep, they recognize it. They know what to do. Yep. So, and it all transitions, but I think think it's super important. And I'll, I have two kids that are nine and 11, so I'll let you know in a few years if I was right. But I think it's <laughs> important to like demonstrate what to do. My dad did that. My dad and I have very similar personalities. Mm-hmm. Like he's, when he decides he's doing something like, He's going, and there's not a lot you're going to do to hold him back. Um, right. It's not going to be the work aspect that held him back. And so, mm-hmm. anyway, I, I picked up on that from him, and I'm hoping that mine pick up on that from me. And I've seen a little bit. If it's something they really want, they're going after it. You know, and give it even, because I know teenage years, because I teach pre- predominantly teenagers, you know, they're going to rebel, but give it, you know, maybe five years after get them into college, a little after college years. Oh, man, I didn't realize that's, that's mama right there. You know, it's, it'll come back to them if they, if it goes away there, it's everything you do is going to come back. So uh, whether they like it or not, it's, if you're instilling really that work you. ethic. I'm sorry, what? I'm just Glad to hear you say that because I'm scared of those years. I'm just gonna be honest. Scary <laughs> <laughs> to me. No, I I know, and I'm talking to Ben, and he we have a teenage girl at our gym, and he's he doesn't like the sassafras she gives, and I say Ben, and you think you're ready for kids? <laughs> like we, knowing us, we're probably gonna have the sassiest pants on the planet because that's just how we are so she or he will be incredibly sarcastic and smart but you know so but, there's a lot of phrases but, that samantha will kind of throw back at me and i'm like i know where that came from that's literally something <laughs> i say routinely i have to just take responsibility for that <laughs> yeah yeah kids say the darndest things and do the darndest things too they're little mirrors for they sure they are. They keep you humble for sure. Oh, yes. Because they will tell you if you don't look good, they'll tell you what's wrong with your face. I just yeah. didn't put makeup on today. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, for sure. but yeah. So, I would say, all in all, um, I think what I've noticed and just in our conversation, it just it seems like you're really petitioning for kids to start early if you, if they can, of course, uh, with jujitsu. It just sounds like there's so many benefits. Uh, yes, I agree. And I think that, I really think that's made a big part in their lives as well. Um, and, and it's not just for jujitsu, like I see it in their schoolwork and now that they're doing softball and um, just their confidence and how they carry themselves with their friends too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I'll, no. I, I honestly think everyone should do jujitsu no matter how old they are. <laughs> sure, sure. I think it's really important for kids to get a start in something like that. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like it just, it's so many carryovers to, you know, obviously physical health. It's so much better for them to do that. I love video games, but it's so much better for them to be 
physically active than just sitting down playing games. And then of course, mental, cause they'll learn how to deal with people, uh, yeah. bullies or just confidence in that regard too. Uh, oh, I really wish I, I'm sorry. Oh, um, I was just saying, I really wish I had it, it growing up. Oh, me too. Me too. It puts you in um, stressful situations. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it puts you in situations to kind of put pressure on you and you learn how to deal with that. Um, and it transcends into different areas of your life. I don't know that I would have had the confidence to go back to school for CRNA school if I hadn't had jujitsu, which I know when you make that statement, people who aren't doing jujitsu kind of think that's crazy, but it just builds so much confidence. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you start as a white belt and you can't even do a front roll, that was mm -hmm. people were so cool when they were front rolling across the mat. I was like, I'll never be able to do anything like that. But then as you grow and you learn the movements and you're able to do way more than you ever thought possible, like that confidence, it's, it's not arrogant, but there's a difference. It's confidence. Oh, yeah. It transcends into your job, your school or whatever else it is in your life transitions into your relationships and you know, your marriage or how you handle your kids and how you handle stress overall. And, and to me, I just feel like it's made me a much better, more patient person overall. Well, if that's, if that's not a, just a public service announcement for everyone to get into the gym, I don't know what is. <laughs> Come to me, I will convince you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to wrap wrap, uh, wrap this up because I don't want to take too much up of your time, but thank you so much for just sharing a little bit of your experience as both as a mom and as a competitor. I really appreciate that insight. I know that uh, our listeners will as well. And uh, anything coming up in your life that you want to maybe broadcast, anything you got going on big other than obviously CRNA school? I am doing world um in the first of September and so I've got a couple tournaments between now and then but that's like the big thing coming up um okay. I originally didn't think I was going to get to do it because of school but they were able to work it out where I could go so um anyway so that's what I have coming up well awesome well I know that I'll, I'll be certainly wishing you luck and thanking God you're not in my division uh so <laughs> <laughs> oh I really appreciate that well, have a great rest of your day. Be uh, be safe. Enjoy July 4th weekend with your family. Uh, send them our love. All that good stuff. So. Absolutely will. Thank you. I appreciate it. I enjoyed this. All right. Thank you. Zaza Music Festival, the most anticipated summer event, is coming to Bader Field in Atlantic City on July 15th and 16th. Lado, Da Baby, Remy Ma, Freeway, Beanie Siegel, Coyle Ray, Coco Jones, and more. Plus, the world premiere of the new Burner Boy Breakfast Metaverse series with more artists to be announced. Tickets are on sale now at ZazaFestivals.com. Get your tickets before they're gone. Visit ZazaFestivals.com for more info about the VIP experience and the full lineup. ZazaFestivals.com. The leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or 
Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.